My name is Matt Brown. Pass. Cut. Got it. And let's start the show. Burrow trying to keep it going. Gets spun down. Gets it away. And incomplete. Yes, horse. Everybody, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Monday, February 14th, 2022. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you, and we have our instant reaction to Super Bowl 56. Before we get into this well-played, intense, and well-fought football game, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdComboPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So Super Bowl 56 is officially finished. The Los Angeles Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals by a final score of 23-20. to And that caps off their second ever Super Bowl win as a franchise, their first in LA. And if you're a Rams fan, this was the day you were waiting for. Sean McVay finally proves he is the true guru when it comes to coaching in the National Football League. He wins his first Super Bowl. Aaron Donald, arguably the best defensive player of his generation, finally gets his ring. One of the best defensive backs of his era in Jalen Ramsey, he wins a ring. Matthew Stafford, who when acquired just about a year ago, thought that this was his big opportunity. He is now leaving the city. City of Detroit and he finally has a chance to win a Super Bowl. He does. He ultimately wins a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl winning quarterback, and I think he punched his ticket in the Hall of Fame after this win. Adrian Whitworth finally going over the hump and he winning his game, uh, winning his ring that he ultimately deserves, and the list goes on and on and on, and there's still lots of praise to the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals, seeing what Joe Burrow pulled off in his first full season obviously his rookie season was going in the right direction until he got hurt and the next year he brings him all the way to the Super Bowl and having his team lead in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl there's only great things going from there but yeah literally minutes after the Super Bowl was over I went right to Zoom met with the Productive Conversations podcast and NFL crew, the productive NFL crew for shorts. And um, we got into it. We talked football. We talked for a half an hour on this game. We talked also about the halftime show and we discussed the Super Bowl commercials. And ultimately, we broke down this game from start to finish what went right, what went wrong with both franchises, and what ultimately led to a big Super Bowl victory for Los Angeles. So, why don't we just get into it right away? As I'm comfortably in my studio in Connecticut. I got to get up and drive back to Jersey, but I went home to experience this tradition with my favorite my favorite people in the world, my family, and it was really sweet. And yeah, 
just keep on grinding the night of after this great game. And I have an amazing podcast for you all to experience and listen to. So why don't we get into it? Brian McKeon, Alex Ranelio, it's your guys' turn once again. Let's break down Super Bowl 56. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. Los Angeles defeats Cincinnati. The Rams win their second ever Super Bowl. They win Super Bowl 56 once and for all. Sean McVay gets his title. Matthew Stafford gets his title. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, the city of Los Angeles. This is the first time the Rams actually win in L.A., so... So much fun things took place just a few minutes ago, and we have the best in the productive NFL crew to react to this Super Bowl right here, right now. So Brian McKeon and Alex Ranelio, gentlemen, thank you for joining us as always. How are you guys doing? Just living the dream. Great night. <laughs> Happy to be back. Excellent. Love to hear it. So, guys, this is it. This is it. It all came down to a pretty good Super Bowl. You know, started off pretty tight head to head. It literally went down to the wire and it led to a nice ending. And I think both teams still look strong. And it was just a really good game. Simple as that. So I guess to start it off, what are your initial thoughts after seeing the Rams win a Super Bowl? We'll start with Brian and then we'll go with Alex and then uh, we'll take the combo from there. What are your feelings right away a few minutes after the Rams won the Super Bowl? Um, you know, after that game, I'll say that after seeing, you know, Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford and Woodworth up there on the podium, it's a good feeling. You know, I'm happy for those guys. You know, they really deserve that ring. Uh, the game definitely is not what I thought would be, thought was going to happen. I thought it was more of a run game, so they went into passing mm-hmm. and they had some issues and they overcame that. So, you know, definitely would think that you know they're doing good and you know it's a feel feels good. They they deserve the win. Can't yeah, complain. Yeah, I think overall, I mean, three phases of the game. I think the Rams were just a better team. Um, you know, the, both teams came out of the, the gate pretty slow. Um, they were kind of playing it safe, offense and defense. Um, but as the second, you know, as the second half came came about, Cincinnati started to kind of take advantage of miscues and put Stafford on his heels. And uh, it just took one big drive from uh, the Rams to bring it back, and they capped it off. So I'm very happy for both teams. It was a competitive game, but congrats to the Rams. Yeah, I feel at first the Rams were in control. They were they had as much momentum as you can want. I mean, where Odell before he got injured was looking really good. Cooper Cup, who is your MVP of this Super Bowl, was just stellar. And I mean, he's at he's literally the MVP. He was the most valuable player. They were not going to win this game without him. And even at one point, it was give throw the ball to Cooper. That's where it worked to their advantage. But then we saw, especially in the second half, that they were slipping up. You know, you had the turnover going into the uh, second half. You had just some miscues, as Alex mentioned. And there was a lead coming into it. And, you know, there's only one score in the fourth quarter. And again, it was almost a flawless game. There's only two penalties going into the fourth quarter. Then he just had a bunch at once, especially in the end zone, which led to the final touchdown. 
And as I said before, both teams did look good coming into it, but the better team won. The team that was clearly expected to be in this position compared to the one that's not. So where do you think um, where do you think was the biggest mistake? Where did the, the biggest mistakes come from for Cincy? Where did this all go wrong for them? And then I think ultimately it's just it's odd to say because it only took place in the last five minutes. This was the bad penalties where you saw some holdings. You said some pa- pass interference and you can't win with those penalty yards. And then, you know, when you have a team with such stellar back and so many options, it uh, was no surprise that they were able to score at the end. So I think since these um, game management at the end killed them ultimately, what do you guys see um, since his biggest flaw in Super Bowl 56? Well, I agree with you. Um, definitely the discipline part of it, you know, those penalties at the end. But we all knew all along that the offensive line was their, you know, their worst unit. And having let up seven sacks on Burrow, that's in my eyes why they lost, you know, once he got hurt with his knee. Because you know that he definitely had significant pain with that twist up on that sack on his knee. Yeah. We'll probably find out he has some type of like a grade two like sprain or something like that, that he lost his mobility in already, you know, needed um, need for mobility just because of that patchwork offensive line. So it just comes down to personnel and that they just didn't that, you know, their worst unit didn't play their best game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think he was under duress all night. I think he was a little more protected in the first half. Um, the pocket started breaking down in the second half. He was getting a little more pressure, a lot of four and outs on both sides of the ball for the Rams and for the Cincinnati Bengals. But um, there was really their opportunity to cap on the lead when they had it um, going up, you know, by seven points and then by 10 in the second half. And uh, they didn't carry that momentum all the way to the finish line. And I think that was their undoing. I think the offensive line was definitely the biggest part of that, but um, all the miscues with the um, defensive pass interferences against cup one-on-one on the, on the final drive was really the nail in the coffin. I thought that it kind of just took a lot of the lifeblood out of them having, you know, a four and a half minute drive with 14 plays occur the way it did. It just took the last of the life out of Cincinnati for them. So I think you could boil it down to those few DPIs on the last play, but at the same time, I think you got to look at the totality of that offensive line, not being able to protect Burrow in the second half. Yes. I think that is clearly apparent there. And especially in the very last drive, but ultimately I feel that this was a hall of fame, the hall of famer and Aaron Donald having a signature play of his life that yeah. close sack that ultimately thrown away and then led to the Super Bowl that could not have ended any better. So now that Cincinnati loses in this Cinderella story, where do we see um, the Bengals going now at this point? Where do you go? Do you clearly need to fix that line? Obviously make that especially a priority in the draft. You now have a great duo in Chase and Burrow. What else can the Bengals do to try to get themselves back into this position a year from now? 
Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Matt. I think you just got to clean up that offensive line, maybe bring in a veteran that can kind of be a stalwart on the left side uh, for Burrow to just to protect him on his blind side. But, um, you know, that's what they did bring in Hendrickson in the offseason, um, you know, getting veteran guys to mesh with the rookies and the sophomores on that roster. But um, maybe, you know, trying to draft another corner, um, just kind of bringing in guys that are more disciplined um, and more seasoned to – kind of steady the tide with that roster. You know, you got a lot of young guys, a lot of egos, a lot of big play guys that have ups and downs through the season. And um, right now that division's open for them. So I don't think the division moving forward is going to be much of a concern outside outside of Baltimore. But other than that, I think, you know, getting guys who are buttoned up, maybe have years under their belt, um, on the offensive line and at those corner positions is going to help them the most. Couldn't agree more with Alex. I would just add, they might want to look at trying to grab another linebacker in the middle. Cause I noticed in the game that they were getting, uh, Stafford was really hitting um, short and immediate routes um, and getting those first down conversions on them. Um, I think they just need a little bit more speed in the interior of that linebacker core. Um, just, you know, cover those shifty, you know, slots and stuff like that once they cross over and get past the cornerback. So maybe draft yourself, you know, a, uh, like, you know, like a prototype kind of linebacker safety that he, you know, like almost like a Jamal Adams kind of guy that like I see, I could see them getting a guy like him would be very helpful for them on that. They need dynamic, more dynamic players in the secondary and the linebacker core. So I would think that. And then offensive line, obviously, that's their weakness. Everything else, though, honestly, they're good. Coaching is good. You know, the skill positions are good. They just got to, you know, keep on trying. Yeah. yeah. And clearly you see in the best of the best, you really don't need anything added in the skills position for the Bengals. I mean, whether you could argue it was Ramsey having a really bad game or that Jamar Chase was able to beat the master almost, I think that's it's all on the non-position, the non-skilled position players going forward for Cincy. And I mean, if they could beat all the other teams in the AFC like they did and just lose by a field goal that could have gone either way, you have to be really happy if you're a Bengals fan. And now looking at the Rams, I mean, Cooper Cup, it's kind of crazy. He's just short of 100 yards, but still eight quality receptions. Um Two touchdowns, the longest for 22 yards. And Odell was stellar even in his two receptions. And unfortunately, if they lost this game, that injury would probably be more apparent. They even get away with the botched field goal. And after all the players and personnel that I mentioned with all the Hall of Famers right before this segment, your your Donalds, Ramseys, Whitworths, Stafford's all of that. Who are you guys? Uh, who, who do you think this this win impacts the most? Like who's who who um, who hits the apex after winning the Super Bowl, especially? That's tough. Brian, you want to take this one? <laughs> so I would say Apex, Aaron Donald, just because that's the last thing he needed. He had Pro Bowl's old pro defensive player of the year. As we've known him as the number one guy in the top 100. But not looking at Apex most meaningful, I would say that would be Matthew Stafford. Because that mm-hmm. man was literally in Detroit for 13 seasons in pain. 
you know, with losing season, losing season, losing season. And that win means a lot to him. You know, when I think of um, the way I think about that, you think of Matt Stafford, you think of like Eli Manning, right? I think of Eli Manning without those two Super Bowls. It's a totally different outlook on his career. The Super Bowl for Matt Stafford, even though he played an okay game with those two interceptions, it's, it's going to, you know, in the long term, it's going to mean a lot. So I would yeah. say the most impactful, meaningful person is Stafford and the apex of the career, you know, Aaron Donald. If I was Aaron Donald, I'd retire right now. There's no, nothing else <laughs> you need to do. You don't need to do anything else. You got every possible accolade for your position. Seven straight right. Pro Bowls, two, seven straight All Pros, three, yeah. Defensive Player of the Year. And like he gets a game-winning um, play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, always asking for a CT now. So there's this retire, enjoy, go off into the sunset, have your ring, and you're the best interior defensive lineman in the history of the NFL. Um, you know, I mean, I agree along some of the same lines. If I'm going to go Apex, I'm actually going to go Whitworth just because he's a four-time Pro Bowler, been in the league, he's actually been on both sides of the ball in this game in particular. Um, he had the most to achieve going out into his late 40s. So I'm going to go Apex with um, Whitworth. But in terms of meaningfulness, I'm not going to go OBJ. And the reason being is that the one knock on him was never his talent, was never his um, uh, his heart and his soul and his effort. It was always, can he win and be um, a performer on the highest level on a winning team? And he showed that today as much as we begrudge it, and myself included. I've always called him a baby, always called him a little immature, a little egotistical, but he suppressed a lot of that and was able to still give a little bit of leadership when he couldn't be out there in the second half. So I got to give it up to him to some degree um, for this game as well. Yeah, Brody's, I'd have to say for the apex out of everyone that I mentioned, and this would be real gun to my head for this one, but I would say Aaron Donald, if you complete the, like you said, the best pass rusher to ever do it, he earned that. And also just his Matthew Stafford's patience has rewarded him. And then also just the meaningful for Sean McVay. I mean, we have witnessed a guy that only at only 36 year old, 36 years old, not only make two Super Bowls, but finally went over the hump. I think it would have been really bad if not only lose it to the greatest coach and then you get there again with a much better team and you lose to your former assistant, that would be a hard um, pill to swallow. But the, you know, after people, some people would argue that McVay really almost botched the NFC championship. I think he had a well-played game today in coaching, even if it got conservative, even the game somewhat got a little slow at first playing slow and steady. And that ultimately led to a big touchdown in the fourth quarter and then stopping them once and for all, because they were just about to be in field goal range. But one, don't forget also the play before the backup running back in Perrine. Aaron Donald stops right at the one. And then, you know, this could be a mistake. Zach Taylor, if they went for the plus 55 yard field goal, didn't go for fourth and um, they ultimately stop him. And now Sean McVay, the guru, will always have that bragging rights. And now at this point, it's only about winning multiple for him. So, yeah, I mean, it's really all to take in with this game, you know, seeing where the Rams are going now. I guess the also other thing now is what do you do if you're the Rams? 
you're you um got everybody you can get with this and it did work it ultimately worked and you won a super bowl in your old in your own building what do you do now do you do you try to make it a challenge you know i have to let all these vets go and see if we can make a push again or do we say let's let's do let's try to do with the bring everyone back this time make it farther than the divisional round what do you think the rams do at this point i think at this point um you know just based on contracts, um, I think if a couple of, you know, veterans and key positions leave, they have to, you know, honestly fortify that. But start to really look at your weaknesses. Um, they really don't have a big name middle linebacker. Um, and I think that comes up a lot when you see that their defense does get run on a lot. And that was my fear against Bengals with Mixon. Um, because, you know, he at, towards the end of the game, he was starting to get, you know, 10-yard clips once he gets past that first defensive line. And it just shows me that they really need a true – like Bobby Wagner, you know, like North and South kind of linebacker, not more of a skilled guy like Von Miller because they have that, but Leonard Floyd and him, they need to find a true, you know, run defending linebacker. And I also think safety is an issue for them. As you see, Eric Weddle had to come out with injuries and everything like that. Yeah. And those contracts, and you got to remember like Taylor Rapp's contract um, and the and the guy Johnson's contract who is safety, they're coming up in like a year, a year mm-hmm. or two. It's either this, this year or the next. So, you yeah. know, Got to keep on thinking about that. They're going to be capped on with Stafford, with Ramsey. Cup's going to have to have a contract. You renewal, you know what I mean? Robert oh, yeah. Woods is up. You know, you have to think of, should I go with Robert Woods or OBJ? Me personally, I pers- I think OBJ, OBJ just tore his ACL again. This game, just based on the way he went down, most likely, I'd yeah. probably go with Robert Woods because it's going to be less of recovery time and it's going to be more, you know, consistent more, play. More pro- with the roster too, because he's played with Cup for a few years now. Sorry, I didn't mean it. Exactly. No, yeah. I know you agree hundred yeah. percent. You got Van Jefferson coming up. You know, you know, you, Tigby's good because he's low price and he's good. You know, he's a poor man's you know uh, tight end. So like, it's just realizing those things now. What is a value? What isn't a value? Who could I find for a bargain? You know, what I mean, they might look for a guy that's going to be injured because they know how good they could carry themselves that they could get for cheap this offseason that may have gotten hurt to then bring in the second half of the season. So we've got to see what happens. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Brian. I think they're going to have to look middle linebacker, someone who's really a stalwart in the middle who can has the foot speed to get up, you know, in fr- um, behind the front four, you know, during the rushing attack or be able to drop back in coverage um, at a moment's notice. But I think they're going to have to also more – importantly look at who they're going to replace with Whitworth if he decides to walk away. And even if he doesn't start grooming him for to be that successor to what Whitworth was um, on that roster, um, there's a big shoes to fill, but that's the most, um, you know, precious position on the front front line for Stafford's protection. So. Couldn't say it any better guys. Couldn't, couldn't say it any better. Just two quick questions before we sign off one. What do you think of the halftime show? I thought it was underwhelming. For I thought there was too much going at once. You had performers who can have their own halftime show, but regardless, I still love the music and the vibes and seeing all these legendary hip hop people together. I think it was good, but I was hoping for more. And I personally think the sunlight aspect didn't help a show like that. It would have been cooler in the dark. Uh, agree with you. Hmm? Agree with you 100. I don't even need to say anything. I agree with you 100. Yeah, 
Till yeah, next time with, with that. Yeah. What you're saying? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was busy. It was chaotic on the, on, the, on the field. I did like the construction of having almost like that cityscape kind of like boxcar daisy chain um, presentation to how the different performers had their own little set within the larger set. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty creative, but, you know, again, I don't, ex- I never really expect much from the performances. It's such a short window of time. And when you have five, six performers in that window, you're only getting about a song and a half, if not half a song to perform. Um, I thought artistically, I thought it was a great, um, pretty cool idea of having that presentation set upon the, um, um, the, the city grid for LA, but um, yeah, it was a little chaotic and it would have, def- would have definitely looked a lot cooler if um, the lights were dropped and it was darker outside and the ambiance was a little different, but uh, they did the best they could. I mean, they're three hours ahead of time with us. So you, you make, you make uh, with the best you got. <laughs> right. Right. And then my last question, how'd you guys feel about the commercials? I thought they were fine. Um my favorite one was the Sopranos driving through Jersey because I know too yes, much about that. And um, I like the Joneses, Tommy Lee Jones, Toyota commercial, Rashida Jones, Leslie Jones, Jonas. Very funny joke that they put there. So commercials, solid B minus for me this year. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll give it a B. I like the Sopranos one. I like the NFL one and for Madden where they came out of the TV. Um, yeah. It reminded me of the uh, NFL Century uh, commercial that they had with all like, the legends. Ru- yeah, you remember that one where they were running through like oh, yeah. uh, like the dining area? So it reminded me of that. That was pretty cool. Um, the Scarlett Johansson one uh, was pretty good. Um, yeah, it just felt uh, I don't know. It felt average. I'll be honest. Even it with did. the Super Bowl, how, yeah, even, mm-hmm. even this Super Bowl felt average too. I don't know what it was. You know, I think he was just overhyped. I was expecting a, a gun show just with the yeah. two arms of the quarterback. So I feel like the overall Super Bowl was just a very, for a Hollywood <laughs> atmosphere, it felt very, very not action packed. I expected yeah. some, you know, craziness going on. I expected both quarterbacks to have 350 plus passing yards, you know, and everyone <laughs> going off for 100 yard clips. Um, if, I think it's almost, yeah, it just felt average. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a you know, a, a pull back from the Pat Mahomes Buccaneers kind of crazy Super Bowl and said, this is what usually happens. Right. Yeah. If you yeah. bet the over under, which was 49, you would have won and they only scored 43. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think both offenses, when we look at it in the, in the uh, roof mirror, I think they were a little, they were a little gun shy, a little hesitant um, all night. I think it was a little, little lackluster compared to the, the shootout we've always been accustomed to in years past in the NFL. Um, I, I'll definitely agree with Brian and, and to you, Matt, um, to some extent, I think the, I think the commercials were definitely subpar this year. They took a little L um, in terms of the writing crew that they had in these offices and these departments. I think that they had some cool kind of, um, you know, impositions to how they structured the commercials. Like I thought it was kind of cool, like some of the narratives and storylines that they developed, but definitely not just some kind of humor that we're accustomed to in the past. Um, I remember last year, just right off the top of my head, like there were some really good EV car commercials. There was a really good Doritos commercial. There was a good Rocket Mortgage commercial last year. There was some really memorable moments, the Bud Light callback commercial where they had like the greatest hits from years past. 
I think there was a lot of good ones that stuck out in my mind last year that I was kind of longing for, and I didn't get it this year. But I, at least the game was close. That was good enough for me. Uh, again, I didn't have a dog in the fight, so I just wanted to keep it close. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's where we—that's the big winner today. Will this be known as one of the greatest Super Bowls ever played? Not necessarily, but for a solid battle between two good teams, and I think it's fair that the best team won. There's uh, nothing better that can beat that. But, you know, with that, short and sweet, react to the Super with you guys as we close <laughs> off this NFL postseason, which was nothing but a pleasure. And also with Tommy, all he's doing his thing in college. So I just Tom. wanted to, to give you guys a lot of praise and thank you for helping me and, and, and showing the audience your talents. And let's keep doing it again. There's a draft coming up and then a whole off season and – We'll uh, keep the journey going as we are on our way to the top of this podcasting world. Yes, sir. So I'll let any any final words if anyone has anything. Yeah, Matt, you did a great job this season. Um, definitely a lot of ups and downs with the different storylines, the different you know changes in the schedule and the irregularities. But um, studied the shit, my man, and um, it was a great season to review some football. I had a great time and look forward to next season. Thank you very much, Alex. That means a lot. Couldn't do it without you. Anything from you, Ryan? Um, as my first time ever being on a podcast, you know, meeting you in a Yankee game all the way in August, me and you have thrown a few beers back, I have to say. I did not expect this, and I absolutely enjoyed every moment of it. I thank you so much for showing me that this – I actually do have somewhat of a good time and talent doing this. I really enjoy that, and, you know – I've always had a passion for football, you know, not playing anymore. And now being able to talk about it, I feel that void getting filled in a little bit. And I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Anytime, Brian, you have so much potential as, as does Alex. So uh, <laughs> it's pretty easy. So let's keep this ball rolling. So that's it folks. 2021 NFL season comes to a close with the Los Angeles Rams winning their second Super Bowl. So, on to the next one. A year from now, Arizona Super Bowl 57. We'll start their journey right now. So let's keep it going. Alex Ranelio, Brian McKeon, love you guys. And thank you so much for thank you, brother. this amazing you, brother. experience. All right. We'll see you guys soon. That's all she wrote for the 2021 NFL season, and it was a pleasure. The Los Angeles Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals by a score of 23-20. The Los Angeles Rams are the Super Bowl champions. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at Proud Combo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So on to the next one, folks. I love football. I love the NFL dearly. Yeah, the USFL is coming back, I guess, in a few weeks. But, you know, it's time to just get on to the next thing. When it comes to sports, there was a lot of big acquisitions and moves made before the trade deadline. So we will get all into that on Thursday, the 17th. And we continue to book amazing people on this show. So be ready. We're going to have some more musicians come on. We're going to have a musician on next week as he's promoting a show in March 
which he will be performing a local artist in New York City. So be on the lookout for that. Getting ready for Oscar season as I'm getting my productive Oscar team together for that. Oscars are at the end of March, and then we'll see what's going on in the world of baseball. We will see how people are getting ready for the spring, and we'll make some new friends and introduce to you to to more amazing people to have productive conversations with. So you are all going to like what is in store now. We put a lot of work into the NFL postseason and it was truly a special ride thank you to brian alex and tommy for making it all possible i love all of you guys and i cannot wait to make more content with you and continue this journey and entertain the greatest fans and listeners in the world the productive fan base so it's going to be a good time ladies gentlemen and people and as i record this late on a early monday morning i'm just happy to get the chance to do this and no matter how tired i get no matter how fatigued i can be as long as i have my heart energy and voice i'll continue to grow this amazing thing known as the productive conversations podcast and most importantly give each and every one of you listeners a special vibe and you know a good distraction in this crazy world we live in so as we close the doors on another nfl season we look forward to the next one we're gonna have an nfl draft show in april no doubt about it so until then we'll see how everything else unfolds in the world of football but yep on to the next one and Let's start the next chapter. So with that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And if you're so lucky to have a Valentine, make sure they know how much they love and appreciate you and love their presence. It's a very special to have a Valentine and don't take it for granted. So with that, again, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I will see you all on Thursday and have a great start of your week, everybody. And congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. What a well-deserved championship. All right, everybody. See you later. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. See ya.